Merry Christmas. Come on, uh, this is one of our Super Bowls. Can we give Jesus, actually, why don't you do this? Why don't you stand for a minute? Let's, let's give Jesus the honor that's due, because the king is in the room. Come on, can you just lift up your hands today all over this room? Father God, we just honor and glorify you today. King of kings, Lord of lords, there is no other name by which we can be saved. And we just honor you today, Jesus. We glorify and we magnify you. Because you came, we have life abundant and eternal to all who would believe in you. Today, we honor your birth. Today, fully God, fully man, born of a virgin, born under law, to redeem all those under law. We honor you today, Jesus, the hope of the world. We glorify you. You are the only reason for the season. In Jesus' name, all God's people said. Amen. Man, look at your neighbor say, good to see you this morning. You're looking lovely today. Everybody's so festive. Man, what a great team we have. This is, the, they'll do uh, like 13 services in one week. And uh, it's just amazing. And I'm so thankful for them. And so can we give, can we give all of them a hand, please? This is production, sound, everybody. Just do such an awesome job. Uh, I've got a few minutes today with you. And I want to thank you for coming to church. I don't know where else I would want to be on Christmas other than in God's house, celebrating Jesus, who is the only reason for all of this. And so uh, as long as I'm here, Hope Point is always going to do church on at this time because um, I just think it's so special. And it's about family getting together to exalt the name of Jesus. And so um, in the few minutes that I have with you, I'm going to talk with you about a few things. A holy night, a holy right, a holy sight, a holy flight, and a holy life. All of those things together. The Bible says in second in first Peter one, it says, we, we aren't making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes when he received honor and glory from God the Father. We heard the voice from heaven. The majestic glory of God say to him, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. We heard that voice and we were with him on the holy mountain. So because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote, for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and Christ the morning star shines in your hearts. Can I just tell you? That before Jesus ever came, all of the prophets told you he was coming. And because of all of the eyewitness accounts, we can have assurance that the one that we worship is the one that came from heaven. Are you with me today on this? That, that over 400 prophecies declaring Jesus came, let us know. And all of the eyewitness accounts of scripture also let us know that we have a God in heaven who loves us. Peter also says, you love him even though you've never seen him. Though you don't see him now, you trust him. And rejoice with a glorious and expressible joy. Church, joy to the world. The Lord has come. 
Let earth receive her king. The reward for trusting him for all of you today and all of you who have never said yes to him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this glorious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time, what situation the spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterwards. They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. For you. Hear me. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It's also wonderful that even angels are eagerly watching these things happen. We're living on a holy night. When you think about that night, Gabriel means strength of God, and he came to Mary and told her she was going to have a child. And when she gave birth in Bethlehem to Jesus, shepherds, angels announced it, and shepherds came. And I'm always encouraged by shepherds. Because they're common. They were the lowly. They were the lower class. They didn't have a lot. They didn't um, control a lot. But man, they were the first ones to hear the king is here. Are you with me? And that gives me great hope because it shows me that, man, there's something for everyone. I think when Jesus was announced, what was he offered? The angels told the shepherds, do not be afraid. Jesus is the only way for no fear. In him, you never have to fear. You always have victory. You always have the hope of, it, of abundant life. He came for a purpose so we could live for a purpose. We have the hope of eternal life for all those that have believed in him. There's nothing to fear. They said, good news I bring to you. I don't know about you. A lot of people have different versions of church. When you come to a hope point, I hope that you know that you're going to hear good news. You can get beat up anywhere, but you can only get encouraged a few places. And I hope when you leave today, you're encouraged by the word of God. It's good news. He offered great joy. There will be great joy. To you and all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the King. Can I tell you that you can have joy in Him today? Seriously. There's a joy that is not circumstantial, it's resident in the Savior living inside of you and me. Are you with me? It does not matter what's happening out there. What matters is what's happening in here. Are you following me today? Joy. He offered us joy. Peace that passes understanding. Peace to the world. Favor of God. The Bible says that the favor of God would rest on you and is for everyone. So if you're here today, maybe you came with a friend, maybe uh, you don't go to church very often, I want you to know that it's for you. That peace is for you. There was darkness and emptiness, but what does the Bible say? 
the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. To, to those living in a land of death, a light has dawned. Hear me. I don't know if you remember what darkness was like, but I'm so happy that we live in the light. We have hope in the light. So in the birth of Christ, every barrier is broken down. Gender barriers. God used a woman, empowered women to spread the gospel, empowered men to protect the woman. Joseph, are you with me? Socioeconomic barriers. He used wise men or magi. He used shepherds. He used people of all classes. All classes followed Jesus. And he broke down racial barriers. The, the Magoi, the wise men, the enchanters were from Persia. They weren't even Jewish. Different races declared the king of kings and the lord of lords. In every scenario where we see our world fighting, Jesus brought peace. And he used all of these things in his birth alone. And there was a holy rite, right? As soon as Jesus is born, eight days later, Mary takes him to the temple. And we know that she brings either two doves or two pigeons. She doesn't bring a lamb because she couldn't afford one. The Bible actually says she did what the law required and brought two doves. So I want you to think about this. One dove was for worship, and the other dove was for the sacrifice for her own sin. Imagine Mary going to the temple, carrying the ultimate sacrifice. I don't know if we've ever we really think about this but our sin costs something God didn't forget it it was paid for Mary when she brings Jesus to the temple brings the ultimate sacrifice for sin with her and nobody knows it except for her Joseph Simeon and Anna and those around everybody else is watching her bring a dove under the law of Moses to pay for her sin. Not realizing that she brought the sacrifice to pay for all of their sin. Are you with me? Imagine all the people in church that missed out on Jesus knowing that he was the hope of the world and the sacrifice for all sin. They're all going about their business, doing their thing, living a religious life, not knowing that eternal life walked right in. Are you with me today? I hope that you don't miss this. I hope this is not lost on you. I hope that you understand what I'm saying here. Because a lot of people do the exact same thing. And I want to challenge you today. Recognize where eternal life is. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. What do you bring him? Oh, holy sight. Wise men isn't the right interpretation. Astrologers and sorcerers are. Magoi means magic. Doesn't mean wise. So I want you to think about this. God used a bunch of devil worshipers. Who to this day are trying to wipe out Israel, Iran, Persia. Hear me. He used three of their upper class 
ruling class to follow a star in the sky for two years. For two years. They follow this star and they present gifts to a baby king. Even darkness can recognize light. They present to him burial gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Myrrh means bitter. It was used to anoint dead bodies. We see that when Nicodemus anoints Jesus' body with myrrh when he's dead. We know that frankincense was used for the bread. So Jesus came for one purpose, to die for you and for me. Now, I, you think about it, why does a king, the king of kings, need gold? Why would they give him gold? Well, because right at that time, an angel came to them, Mary and Joseph, and said, you will be refugees in a former land of slavery, Egypt. I don't know about you. Jesus didn't need any gold. But his parents sure did. Because they were about to go and live in a hostile land on a journey that they didn't know that they were going to take and live until their son was old enough for Herod to die and stop searching for him. Because Herod wiped out every child in Bethlehem. He killed every child two and under. Just murdered them. Wiping out a king. Isn't it amazing that God knows the journey you're going to go on and prepares financially for you to go on it before you know you're going to take it? There are people in this room that are going to go on unforeseen journeys. And I want you to know that none of them took God by surprise and that he already prepared a provision for you before you ever knew you were going to take it. And he used a bunch of strangers from another country to provide and pay for the king's journey. Holy sight. Isn't that amazing? I hope that you see God's hand in all of it. Holy sight. One of the last things I'll share with you is holy light. Because they there was a holy flight to Egypt. But the Bible says this, a light shines in the darkness and the darkness hasn't understood it. Light sustains. Everything grows because of light. On our planet, everything grows because of light. Light shows the way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. A light speaks. The heavens, the light declares the glory of God. It takes eight and a half minutes for the light of the sun, which is 93 million miles away, traveling at 186,000 miles a second to hit planet Earth. Eight and a half minutes. There are stars that it's taken decades for us to see. They're long gone. 
The light of Jesus Christ came 2,000 years ago, but is still hitting us today. And to all who would believe in him. And I want to encourage you as you do all the things, all the things, to experience his presence, his love, his joy, and his peace that passes understanding. Because he came for you. And I think a lot of times in church we say, yes, he came for us. No, he came for you. To Jesus, every soul is personal. The collective is only made up of persons. And so if you would today, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for your Christmas. Man, we're going to have an amazing new year. But I want to pray for your Christmas. And for all that would receive him today. Would you bow your heads with me? That's something we do in church if you're new. We ask you to close your eyes. Because it's not really about anybody else or anything else. The greatest gift that you could give a king is yourself. And there's a present here today. His name is Jesus. It's abundant and eternal life. It's forgiveness of sin. And the only way to open it is by faith, through grace, that comes from God. Today I want to implore you. If I could, I'd compel you to open the greatest gift. And if you're with us online, you can do this. The way that we open the gift by faith is we activate it through prayer. The Bible says God spoke the world into existence. He, something happens when you speak. Because we're made in his image. Today, as you say this prayer, you're surrendering your life. You're, paying, you're asking for forgiveness. And you're receiving one that paid a debt that you and I couldn't. But what we know is we'll find purpose in him. We'll find eternal life in him. We'll find peace that passes understanding in him. A surrendered life. Today... I would invite our church to pray with everybody. And at the end of the prayer, if you mean this prayer in your heart for the first time, or maybe you're far from God and you're returning, you're going to raise your hand. I'm going to ask you to. And heaven will rejoice. The Bible says all heaven rejoices when one knows the Lord. But we will rejoice with you. It's so intimate. Just feel the presence of God, the Holy Spirit here right now. Would you say this prayer with with me. It's a prayer of trust in Jesus. Say, dear God, forgive me of all my sin. I come to you just as I am in need of you. I give my life to you. Jesus, today, I make you my Lord and my Savior. I thank you for paying a price I couldn't. I thank you for coming so many years ago for me. I thank you that when you rose, you gave me abundant and eternal life. I receive your grace today as I give you my life. 
Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, you meant it in your heart right now. Just raise your hand with me. All of heaven, thank you. Man, that's awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.